Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. Today is part number three in our series on forgiveness. Today, we're going to be talking about the benefits of forgiveness and how we as Christians can forgive. Now, before we move forward, we're going to go back and rehearse where we've already been to make sure that we're all resting on the same foundation. Our theme verse for the series of forgiveness comes from Jesus' words in the Sermon on the Mount. And in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 to 15, our Lord says the following, For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. So again, today we're talking about forgiveness. Now let's make sure we are clear on terms. The Greek word for forgive comes from two words, apo, that means away from, and hiemi, that means to send. So when looking at the word for forgiveness in Greek, what we find out is that properly defined, forgiveness means to send away, to release, or to remit. So in plain language, forgiveness speaks to when a person sends away bitterness, when they release vengeance as God's prerogative, or when they remit a person from owing them something, like a confession or an apology. And in his classic work, Body of Divinity, the Puritan Thomas Watson defines forgiveness as the following, quote, Forgiveness is when we strive against all thoughts of revenge, when we will not do our enemies mischief, but wish well to them, when we grieve at their calamities, pray for them, seek reconciliation with them, and show ourselves ready on all occasions to relieve them. End quote. Here now is the single solitary point that I'm going to make in this lesson. The point is that forgiveness is hard. Forgiveness is never perfect, and forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. But in the end, forgiveness is better because it is God's way. Forgiveness is better because it means life and freedom. So now let's dissect and break down that point. The first thing I said is that forgiveness is hard. And forgiveness is hard, beloved, because there are going to be times in our Christian life when we may not feel like forgiving. There are going to be times when every part of your fleshly nature may say, I don't want to forgive simply because forgiveness is not what you and I desire. And if we stick to using natural reason and earthly standards of justice, you may not want to forgive because you could be legally and morally in the right. Someone else could be legally and morally in the wrong. You can now tell yourself, I have no reason to forgive because this is not right. I have no reason to forgive because this is not fair. But here's the thing we all have to realize, church, that grace is not fair. God is a God of grace, and His mercy is one of the brightest gems in His crown. As Micah chapter 7, verses 18 to 19 tells us, God delights in mercy. 
the grace of God is what makes salvation possible, and Jesus allowing himself to be sacrificed on the cross was not fair to God because the man who was crucified was innocent. The cross was not fair to us because as fallen sinners, the only thing that we deserved was death. But how did God respond to our sin? He sent his son to die so that he could justly forgive us for all of our sins, not just one transgression. Psalm 103 verses 10 to 12. So if you ever find yourself in a situation that is not fair and where forgiveness is hard, just remember that if God only did what was fair, we wouldn't have Jesus. As Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Think about forgiveness from God's perspective. If I were to use figurative language now, God may not have felt like forgiving. In fact, the God who is holy finds sin detestable, and the Lord is repulsed by the stench of sin. But how did God respond to his elect? He purposefully acted and allowed himself to atone for our sins by enduring the wrath of God on the cross. Ultimately, all sin is an offense to God. So when it came to dealing with our sin, God did not choose to reveal more wrath. He chose to demonstrate more forgiveness through the suffering of the cross. Church, forgiveness is hard because there is no neutral space between forgiveness and unforgiveness. You either fall into one or the other. In the same way, in this life, you are either for God or against Him. If you waver between opinions and are double-minded or half-hearted, that simply means that you stand against the Lord. Forgiveness is purposeful and active, so any other course means that we will passively fall into the treacherous swamp of unforgiveness. Yes, forgiveness is hard, but keeping our eyes on Jesus, we are free to forgive knowing that He first forgave us. Christ gave us the example we are to follow. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. This brings me to the second part of the point, and that is, forgiveness is never perfect. When we keep our focus on God, we realize the infinite gap that exists between the creature and the Creator. We look at how God interacts with His own, and what is evident is that when God forgives, He really forgives. It is a perfect forgiveness that comes from a posture of perfect love. Hence, as Isaiah 43.25 says, God subsequently deals with us not remembering our former transgressions. God does not remember because He truly forgives and does not use past transgressions against us. But here is the thing to remember. Only God is perfect. We are not perfect. Nothing that we do in our Christian lives is perfect. Our understanding of the Bible is not perfect. Our worship is not perfect. Our repentance is not perfect. Hence, our forgiveness is never perfect. 
This gives us a crucial insight. Now that we know forgiveness is hard, we ought never to beat ourselves up thinking that if our forgiveness is not perfect, then something is wrong. Perfect forgiveness is never normal because it is unobtainable. Struggling to forgive is normal. Struggling to forgive is Christian. In fact, the whole of the Christian life is a struggle against the flesh that we are called to crucify daily. Luke 9:23. Of course, we struggle to forgive so that we learn how to forgive and we learn how so that we can forgive with greater freedom. Last time I said that unforgiveness is spiritual suicide because it is. The unforgiving person has chosen not to forgive, meaning they are not struggling to forgive. They are not struggling because they have settled on unforgiveness. Thus, when we fight to forgive someone else, that simply means we are struggling against the flesh toward Christ. Until God takes us to paradise, we dwell in the flesh. Being flesh means we are not perfect, but one of the benefits of our Savior's death is to cover our lack of perfection. Let us also not forget that forgiveness is never perfect because it only takes one party to forgive. That is, one person may forgive while the other person thinks they did nothing wrong. An ideal scenario would be forgiveness plus reconciliation, but we do not live in an ideal world and do not live with perfect outcomes. This leads me to the third part of the point. Forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. A child of God is liberated to forgive even when another party has no interest in reconciling. That is fine because biblical forgiveness never seeks to fix the other person. The one who forgives is free to do so, knowing that the other party may never change. That's okay because the other person's worldview does not hold the deed to your heart. Think about it this way. We live in a world where the forgiveness afforded to humanity through the cross is sufficient for all humankind. But what do many people do? They reject God's forgiveness. Let me say that again. Many people reject God's forgiveness, look at the cross, shrug their shoulders and say, never mind. Now, if people reject God's forgiveness and refuse to change, what makes us think that we can fix the other person so they can now see what we want them to see? So forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Indeed, when we do not focus on others, but instead focus on God's grace, we can resist the temptation to become bitter and angry. Rather, our hearts are warmed and grateful for what Jesus already did for us, and now that empowers us to freely forgive others. Now, I realize that there may be someone hearing these words and something horrific may have happened to them, like sexual abuse or being traumatized by a member of clergy. The perpetrators of these heinous acts are real and also immoral and objectively wrong. But realize this, when faced with something morally repulsive, your forgiveness never means being okay with sin, nor does it supplant justice. God is a God of justice, and in the end, everyone will make an account to Him. So, a person may seemingly get away with an iniquity now, but they cannot get away from God. 
A person may not admit they were wrong to you now in private, but they will have to admit their guilt in public before the Lord's heavenly throne in the end of time. God's justice will never be denied, so we don't have to be burdened with a desire for vengeance right now. So, although God's justice may seem to tarry, simply wait for it. For in the end, it will come and it will be final. Cognizant that God will finally and fully deal with all sin, in the meantime, we are free to forgive. This leads me to the final part of the point. Forgiveness is better because it is God's way. Forgiveness is better because it means life and freedom. The cross and our pure Savior forever stand as a reminder that God is a God of mercy and His way is the way of forgiveness. Forgiveness is better because it rescues us from the abyss of anger, vengeance, and unforgiveness. Forgiveness is better because it is the only way to have a real relationship with another person who is not perfect. Forgiveness is better because it is God's way to deal with the pain that life promises. Forgiveness is better because it is God's way to restore our hope. Forgiveness is better because in relationships in which true love exists, so does true forgiveness. Forgiveness is protective and encourages life by drawing a man closer to God and to others. Unforgiveness is destructive and destroys life by separating a man from God and from others. Forgiveness is better because it sets a person free from the past and from the sins of others. Forgiveness is better simply because it is God's way, and when a man walks in God's ways, then he experiences an abundance of life, an abundance of peace, joy, and contentment. By the grace of God, by the cross of Christ, and by the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through us, the Lord has gifted His children all that they need to live a life of forgiveness. Let us then remember the cross of Christ and remember that God has enabled us to forgive because we are forgiven. I will close where I began the series with Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 to 15. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.